welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, Ryan here. Before I jump into the interview with CJ, just wanted to let you know about an Amazon merch update. Today, they announced that publishing has resumed in the UK and German markets, but for those of us primarily selling in the United States, which by the way, hint, hint, I would recommend prioritizing your upload slots for the US market since it is the biggest, Uh, but we're gonna have to keep waiting to resume publishing products on Amazon Merch. But now let's jump into that interview with CJ. Hey guys, Ryan here, and today I'm joined by a special guest. His name is CJ, and he's got a unique story to share about how print-on-demand has changed his life. CJ, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, everybody? What's up? CJ, also known as Chief Stacks is dough. Follow <laughs> me on IG. <laughs> yep, we'll put the IG in the in the description. Cool, cool. Doing pretty good, man. Um, in Dallas, Texas right now, you know, a lot of things going on with uh, civil rights and stuff right now. So we actually have a curfew at seven, but I'm glad I could jump on this uh, video with you and talk a little bit about merch and hustling in general. Yeah, I appreciate you being here, man. So like you obviously shared your story with me, but I want you to share it. The reason I invited you on the the show, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, is to share a little bit about it with other people to help inspire them Mm -hmm. to just reignite the excitement about print on demand. Mm Kind of just tell them how it's uh, or what it's done for you. Yeah. So I originally started print on demand back in February 2016. I was part of um, this mastermind group called The Green Room, and I've seen this uh, guy named Chris Green. A lot of people know Chris Green. Green. He had posted about merch um, in the group. And before merch, I had already been doing like selling stuff on eBay. I'd done a little bit of FBA, like online arbitrage and Mm -hmm. uh, retail arbitrage. And I was flipping things on eBay since I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, I would always go to garage sales with my parents and thrift stores. And still today they do that. That's like, they love it. So we used to do it. My eBay account's got some years on it too. Yeah. We (laughs) used to do it kind of. Yeah. We used to do it to kind of as a as a hobby, but then I turned that into a hustle. And then I went from eBay to FBA to merch. And um, Chris Green told me about it, and I seen him post about it, so I signed up for it back in November of 2015. And then in February of 2016, I got accepted. I didn't get an email saying I was accepted. I just kept on logging in every day. Okay. Boom! Finally got in. Uh, and when I got in, I had already been ready, uh, with some designs, some uh, design ideas. Cause I had been waiting for a few months to get in. So Damn, I had bro, you link- were ready, man. Yeah, I was All ready. Right. I had already connected with a graphic designer in the green room. Uh, his name, uh, is, you know, hustler hacks. I don't know if you heard of hustler mm-hmm. hacks. Yep. So yeah. he does design the stuff. Me and him are, are pretty good buddies. And, uh, back in the day when he was a lot more free, um, he had did some designs for me and I had already, I had loaded them up. So when I first started merch, I was I was making like one or two sales a day, which was pretty successful. Yeah, uh, just I mean, like just like look, just like f- fresh off back in twenty sixteen. Back then too, you were collecting a nice royalty too. Yeah, <laughs> like let me think. Like if you made like ten bucks a day, I mean that that even that at times three sixty five was at three thousand six hundred fifty a year off. Like I'm guessing you'd made at least five dollars a royalty mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, exactly. So that's when I started merch back in February twenty sixteen. Then I just kind of you know, was doing it off and on. I really wasn't fully invested in it. Um, but then I started uh, listening to this podcast, Travel Like a Boss, and this guy named Johnny FD um, had a digital nomad conference, which is like a remote entrepreneur conference in Thailand. Mm-hmm. So I went to Thailand, oh, damn. Uh, went That's to Thailand, awesome. uh, got really fired up. And then this was in January 20, 
2018, I believe. And then, so for like two years, I was doing merch on and off. Like I had seen some success. I was making like 600 bucks here, 500 bucks here, you know, think maybe a thousand bucks, one of my best months. And then I went to uh, Thailand and I got really fired up about my business and I had got met a lot of different entrepreneurs and stuff. So I came back from Thailand and just really like hit merch by Amazon hard. I would go to Starbucks. Fired up. Yeah, I would, I would go to Starbucks like three or four nights a week, just making designs, uploading them, like doing keywords and things like that. And then so February 2018 was my biggest month. I made $8,400 profit that month. Woo. So it was like 32,000 in sales, and which was huge that, that for me. 2018? That was 2018. So that mm-hmm. was fresh after a royalty cut too, which mm-hmm. makes it extra impressive. Because I remember that because my best month was like October 2017 when I was making $7.19 a clip and, you know, at a, yeah. at a 1999 shirt. Those were yeah, the so that I made $8,400 profit that month. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Like if I could just make four, three, four racks a month, I could quit my job. So, uh, from there, some 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 things went up and down. Not every month was like that. Uh, February was just really big for me. So, but on average, for like the, since 20, February 2016, I've made. If you take all the months and all the money I've made, I'm, I I still average about fourteen hundred dollars a month profit. Yeah, that's on great. merch by Amazon. That's awesome. So let me ask, like, I know how long you've been on merch, but how long did it take you to get out of the uh, infamous ten tier? So for me, I started back in February 2016. So. Was there really, even tears? <laughs> there wasn't even tears oh, then. Oh, man. I heard stories so, about that. Uh, so lucky. whenever I had been uploading back in February 16, I was already making to like two cells a day. So I really wasn't – it, getting out of tier 10 wasn't like Dude, a thing. You in an alternate reality uploaded 20 shirts a day or like 50 shirts a day, and you're literally like a multimillionaire right now from Amazon merch. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the opportunity. But that's that's – well, you lucked out then. You got out of the 10 tier by default, so – um, and what tier are you in now? Right now, I'm only in tier two thousand, or excuse me, four thousand. I'm in tier four thousand. I got the total charisma, pretty merch level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have uh, seventeen thousand and ninety six sales. I have over. Uh, let's see here. I have seventeen thousand ninety six sales. I have three hundred three thousand uh, in. Revenue sales revenue, and then nice. I have over 70,300 70, in royalties for the last, I guess, four years since February 2016. And so, you told me this before we went live, but how many shirts do you currently have live? Yeah, so right how now? many do I have live right now? Let's see. This is a crazy shirt. stat. <laughs> so, right now, I have 460 out of 4,000 live products, and only 156 of those are viable right now. Dude, because so, I guess the COVID thing. That's so crazy, man. That so you've literally made seventy thousand dollars of profit mm-hmm. and three hundred k revenue mm-hmm. with four hundred and some odd shirts. Exactly. On in the last Anybody four years. Who, yeah. Any. I know a lot of people that are trying to get in. I, most people don't need to be convinced to join merch by Amazon, but and you know it's not just Amazon merch. Obviously, like it's print on demand in general. You were telling me about how you were still killing it on Etsy too. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was doing Printful to Etsy and Printful to eBay for a little while. The only thing that was probably me there was uh, keeping up with having to pay for the designs up front. Why I like uh, Merch by Amazon so much is you just get the royalty and you don't have to worry about paying it. You don't have to worry about customer service. You just right. let it ride. That's that's my favorite thing about it. Yeah, man. And, you know, I always thought of Amazon Merch, like my general approach to print on demand was basically 
you know, Amazon being the uh, number one e-commerce website in the world, mm-hmm. I figure if something's selling there, if, if the demand is validated there, then I need to be selling this other places, you know, and it took exactly. me a while to learn that. Like part of the reason why I offer, well, part of the reason why I do YouTube and to impart knowledge on people through videos like this, but also like, you know, I do have some courses for print on demand is to share those experiences with people because it's money left on the table. I mean, oftentimes the entire admission cost of a course can be covered just by knowing what to do. If you're one of the first people to a trend. Exactly. Like I remember the first time, man, I 10 X to my merch month over month profit uh, by selling the, the Draymond green quickie shirt. Remember when they beat the Cavs? In oh yeah five. i think it was in five so, I don't think the cats got swept but so check this out the original dude who made that shirt is from dallas and i know really? he has his own like clothing brand and stuff uh and he actually uh got the shout out from draymond about nice. the, the quickie so that was actually pretty cool nice dude that's yeah. awesome well you know hey man tell him i apologize for taking the money <laughs> out of his pocket because hey the thing is i don't know if it was even like trademarked or anything i think he just kind of Threw it up on his, on his. You know, it wasn't, website. and I sold a bunch, and eventually, uh, they, the Mark Mark Monitor Inc. is who, like, I guess protects the NBA's IP. Yeah, and they came after it. Um, so I got those pulled. Which See? another lesson to share with people is like, probably don't go after things that are fringe NBA. <laughs> exactly, and and that's the thing. A lot of his designs are kind of on the like on the sideline like that, like, yeah. Oh, you know, you know, it's kind of questionable might not fly but, on merch, but you get away yeah. with it on Redbubble. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. He gets away with it on his own website and stuff. So it's not on merch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, I'm sure people want to know, like without giving your niches away, like what, uh, what are you doing for niche research? You know, any so, tips you can share? Yeah. So most of my, um, shirts that I've sold have been like pop culture, pretty much pop culture or like trending things that are going on, um, cool. in, in pop culture, hip hop culture, things like that. And most of the things that I do is I just people watch. If I'm on IG, I'll hit the explore page and I'll just go through my explore page and see what people are wearing. And mostly what I target is just like simple, like typography, like words, white words on a black shirt. That's my number one seller, white words on a black shirt. And that's probably blowing people's minds, man. 90% (laughs) of my my, uh, designs are white shirt or white words on a black shirt. And 10% are some couple graphics that I've, I've had done. But my top sellers are like words, typography. Yeah. And I That's, just take that and I put it on every product, shirts, I hear tops, you. you know, just keep running it. And then on the pop sockets, do it for all the pop sockets, but then just put it on uh, different colors. So mm-hmm. at one time I did have like 3,600 designs up because I had so many pop sockets of different colors. Like I had 20 different colors of pop sockets with all the designs and things like that. But they all... They, they, I didn't really get too many sales on that. They got knocked off, so I got knocked. I feel like after down. that initial sales rush to pop sockets, that, that yeah. kind of fell off. You know, yeah. unless there's something I'm missing. Um, but that's that's super interesting. And I've talked publicly about how how you truly can make sales without any graphic design ability, just mm-hmm. using big bold text against a dark background shirt. You know, exactly to sell sell best usually. And uh, exactly. So the app I use, how I made most of my designs, is the app called Over. It's just the app you can download on your iPhone or What's your you want Android. To spell it so people yeah. that are interested. It's over O V E R, and it's a little yellow icon. I don't know if you can see it. Let me see. It's a little yellow icon with the white O in the middle. I'll put like a picture of it on. Yeah, the- it's, it says over. Yeah, that's cool. over. So you would, and that's free, and were you, you can just from your phone. I was uploading. No, I would email them to my 
email and then I'll upload from my desktop. That's gotcha. Yeah. Doing. That's what I would yeah. do when I was using like mm -hmm. word swag and stuff. So that's interesting. So any, uh, I guess I was going to say design tips, but you just shared that, you know, text-based designs can get you the distance. <laughs> yeah. Text-based designs. And then I use bold, I use uh bold lettering. So my favorite lettering to use on over would be something like lemon milk, which is like a pretty bold and also Nexa. And then I like to use liberate liberator liberator is a good one. Liberator is my favorite one. Okay. So I, I go for when I um, do shirts, I go for just super bold, you know, yep. something that someone can, someone can read it from far away. Dude, I agree a hundred percent. You know, I've been, I've been on some like consulting calls the last couple of days in a row and uh, evaluating people's shops for them. And kind of like the, the biggest takeaway is, it's like, man, like if you're some of these people are incredible designers, like twice the designer I am. And I'm just like, oh, man, you got to like make those designs bigger. You know, it, it exactly. may not seem like that's what you want in real life when you're wearing the shirt. But like to win the war of getting clicked in search results next to 50 other similar shirts, like the big, bold designs. So, so here's one of my designs that, that I'm going to be uploading. It's what just a bold. It? It's just a bold. It says still big, still sexy, still in my bag. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go guys you're gonna so have it's just like you know still big still sexy still in my bag the niches i'm heading uh for there are bigger guys or girls uh that are confident in themselves and are making you know trying to make money so yep, yep. you know got it it's kind of like a little you know if you're a bigger guy you used to have that you know still big still sexy still in my bag it's kind of funny and it's like related to you know a couple different niches so things like that just one or two liners mm -hmm. white text Black shirt, bold. Keyword, can, keyword tips when you're uploading? Uh, like what kind of keywords would you target on that? So that one I would probably do like um, big boy season, plus size girl, BBW, sexy. Okay, so you're going to attack some of the broader. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how you make the big bucks, guys. Yeah. That's that's some valuable insights he just shared. Yeah, yeah. Not so just, not just the long tails, but mm -hmm. the uh, the broads are gonna get you mm -hmm. the big bucks if you're able to crack the organic ranking. You know, top of page one. And then you, I would throw that on different color shirts too, just to be you know, since I can upload yeah. so much. Yeah. You know, if you don't you can't upload so much, you're just starting out. Then don't throw it on so many colors. But for me, I would throw it on a lot of different colors. My favorite colors to use are, of course, black. I like olive. Olive in the fall is it pops pretty hard. That's okay. pretty trendy. Olive is really trendy in the fall if you're into fashion. I've been so. sleeping on olive, but uh, cranberry, the cranberry red, like the crimson. That's a I like that color yep. for me personally because I went to OU and that's our colors. But crimson mm -hmm. on me looks good, so I go for that. Uh, grays, uh, heather grays, things like that. Yeah, definitely the darkers. I think tend mm -hmm. to sell. The, yeah, the darkers better. are the best. I'm pretty sure merch tells you that in the in one of the like design guides or something. So and I was last question I wanted to ask too is uh, are sure. you selling on other platforms? I know you mentioned Printful Etsy, mm -hmm. Printful eBay, but are you taking advantage of like Redbubble or anything? Yeah, so I'm on I do Redbubble. Uh I don't sell that much on Redbubble. I just pulled up my earnings from June of 2019 to June 2020 and I've only made 130 bucks. So okay. I'm not selling too much on there. And then I have T Public, but my total lifetime is only 41 bucks, so I'm not making too much on there. Uh, other than that, uh I need to start up my eBay and Etsy. I was doing eBay and Etsy from Printful, so Printful to eBay and then Printful to Etsy. Yeah. Uh, the only thing with that is you got to keep paying for your products, you know, yeah, up front. So that's what kind of got me away from that. But 
now I'm going to get back into eBay and Etsy because they were sellers, right? Yeah, and they they were doing pretty good. And then also, if you do Printful to eBay and Etsy, you can do different products that you can't do on Amazon yet. Like I was selling those big champion jackets from Printful. I was selling, you know, the embroidered hats. I was yeah. selling a good amount of embroidery. If you're selling a bunch of like words on yeah. shirts, and you, I'm sure they'll sell on hats too. And, and so, you know, how I said earlier, like pop culture and hip hop culture. If you know what's up, what's going on in fashion too, with that, and you combine those two things, like dad hats right now are like super fashionable. Yeah. So if you add that with your own brands, and you get that embroidered, like embroidered dad hats, like uh, denim dad hats. Um, yep, they got that on Printful. Know, yeah, they got all those on Printful. Those were selling for me really good. And then, uh, funny enough, uh, on Redbubble, I lot uh, I sell sometimes a line dresses. They're just like these weird dress. I don't really know what they are. I'm I don't like, understand it either. I've never seen it, but I've seen the mock-ups. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I sold an A-line dress. Okay. I was like, I, so I throw it, you know, on a different yeah, product. Yeah, on everything. It doesn't hurt, right? Yeah. Cool, man. Well, anything else you'd like to share about, uh, well, what's next? I mean, I know we had talked about you potentially looking into FBA. Yeah, so what's next for me is really um, if, if you're at that level kind of where I'm at, it's kind of overwhelming. I do want to get into – uh, KDP because I have all these designs yeah. that I haven't thrown on KDP yet. So I want to throw all these designs on KDP for low content uh, books. That's what I need to do. Yep. I need to get uh, Printful to eBay and Etsy back rolling again. Um, and then just get all the designs I have on merch onto KDP, Etsy, and eBay. And then once I get organized there, uh, what I'm really trying to do next is get into private label FBA or you know, creating my own product through FBA because I've done FBA in the past with like big box stores and stuff, but I want to have my own product uh, and get that rolling too. So I can have multiple streams of income because for example, when COVID hit, Amazon got shut down. So for the month of April, I only made like eight bucks and I've been averaging like 1400. So if that was one of my main sources and that's all I had, then I wouldn't have been able to pay my bills. So diversification, um, man, yeah, that's diversification. Why it's not just because I'm greedy and I want all the money. It's because man, like, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, I mean, for me, it's Etsy. Like I got my account shut down because people basically targeted my account. Mm-hmm. I, the best report was someone said, my friend uploaded this to represent.com before this one was on Etsy. That's all they said. It wasn't even trademarked. And then they took your account away. I mean, yeah, there was more than just that report. Yeah, yeah, and but then things there, like that. A yeah. person at Etsy that's going to hear your appeal, nothing. So it is what it is. But you know, that's why I diversify. It sucked because mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was a minimum one thousand dollars profit a month for me, mm-hmm. and it was helping me hit the the printful volume discount uh, month over month over month. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it is what it is. I had the volume discount last month, so so I get there. Yep. So getting all my products on different platforms, um, getting the FBA, but also. I have multiple different stores on Merch by Amazon, but there's one certain niche. I'm Native American. I'm I'm half Native, half white. My dad's Seminole Creek and Chickasaw, and I have a Native American niche. So what I'm trying to do is actually make that a brand rather than just a store on Amazon and have my own website and um, and things like that. Because you know I'm in I'm in you know involved in the culture and things like that, so I can target influencers and and this this isn't my shirt, but I work for a Native American nonprofit, and this is our nonprofit shirt. Give it a and, shout out, man. Yeah, uh, Urban Inner Tribal Center. It's a, a Native American nonprofit in Dallas. Uh, it's a healthcare clinic uh, for Native Americans. And this is one of the shirts that that we have that we sell. And so what what's also next is not only having my own online store, but whenever things get back to normal uh, with, with this COVID or whatever, 
uh, that I'm going to go to powwow. So our center went to a powwow, which is like an inner tribal gathering and you can have different booths and stuff. So I sold $1,500 worth of this shirt in uh, like 10 hours at that powwow. So nice, my next move would be to create a native American brand on my own website, take those clothing to different native American events mm-hmm. and sell it there as well. Not only just online, but in person too. So that Dude, would be great. Great to always have the plan for expansion. And uh, that'll definitely, in my mind, at least, I think it would set you apart from, you know, what's becoming more and more common with print on demand, which is mm-hmm. just, hey, like take a design, throw it on Amazon, move on to the next. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you're able to like really make a dent in, you know, as far as sales go without spamming designs onto the platforms, which is more or less the d- approach that I like to take. Um, so that's really good to hear someone that's achieved success uh, taking a different approach. And man, whenever you get that shop up, you know, let me know. Oh um, yeah, for sure. And I'm a web developer too. So if you ever need any help with like tweaking, oh, yeah. obviously I'm here. Okay. Um, I'm going to take you up on that. Yeah. Yeah. I still got the, the developer chops, even though I left my job back in February and haven't done much, but yeah, I've seen your video on that. Congrats on that again. I'm, I'm trying to get there. I'm behind you. I'm going to, I'm going to get there one day though. It was a good feeling for sure, but I'm sure you'll get there CJ. And thank you yeah. for, um, for being here, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate it. Everybody follow me on IG at Chief Stacks is Doe. And I appreciate you, Ryan, for having me on. Um, 